What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily stay to reflect those of this station or its management. Introducing Chris Master, Derek Stark, and Bad Billy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. All right, hell to the motherfucking yeah. Welcome to Outlaw Radio for, this is going to be our last show for July 2017. Damn how the year has gone by. It's gone back very quickly. Yeah, as my voice continues to scratch and crack on me. And uh, I know exactly what Derek and Chris say. If they were here, they'd be pulling out old jokes and that kind of shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, neither one are going to be here. Uh, but I am joined once again by the Bulldog. Chris will be joining us for News of the Weird later on in a pre-recorded segment. What is going on, Bulldog? I am pretty good. I'm actually... Chilling today. It's been a hectic day, so it's been it's been a really late couple of days. But, yes, uh, yes. But uh, damn, we got a, another great show for you this evening. Out, yes, we do. Right from right out of my backyard, right here in Idaho, we have Brendan Nickel of Faded Leroy coming up later on in the show. We will be. Uh, hearing in a pre-recorded segment from actor and uh, I must say Muay Thai crew master, of course the Bulldogs twin, the Godfather Dimitri Balanis. I mean, I swear. I mean, obviously there's differences, but he has definitely got to be your uh, bigger South African brother. Yes, I the the funny thing is the resemblances are very very uncanny. Except he's six foot four and I'm five foot seven. Yep. Other than that, both stocky with bald heads and beards. Yes. <laughs> it's like we could have been separated at birth. Yes. Yes. 
All right. Well, to kick off the show, I want to go ahead and cue uh, one of the songs off of Faded Leroy's newest CD they have out. Uh, damn, and I can't even remember what the what the CD was called. I can't remember, but it's one of their newest songs. It's called Chariots. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do this.
Gold God Whiskey is an American bourbon blended with herbs including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and many more. When they infuse great tasting herbs in their bourbon, they never expected to take away the whiskey burn and still leave the whiskey taste. So rather than adding extra sugar to make cold cock smooth, they simply added great tasting herbs from around the world, and the result is the easiest whiskey experience you've ever had. Take a cold cock shot to the mouth. Must be 21 to buy. Find them online at coldcockwhiskey.com. Cold cock whiskey reminds you, drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there worth more than you. And I'm not talking about money. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. Patience is a fine virtue unless you have diarrhea. Is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch. Your voice is the strongest weapon. What you believe is the source. The power to speak out has the power to reach out. Freedom of speech gives you the right to express yourself. Without freedom of speech, there is little freedom at all. It is your right to stand up for what you believe in and to take action. Through speech, media, or social groups, you can make a difference. How will you make an impact with freedom of speech? This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. If you love country music... Play something country. Oh, there's lots of it and more on Cranked Up Country with Curtis McKinney and Brad Hennington. You may remember them from Cranked Up Live. Cranked Up Country is three hours of the best country music on the planet combined with real personalities and fun. Listen for the Cranked Up Country hit picks and artist picks. Call Brad and Curtis with your song requests. And hey, you may even expand your vocabulary. Airhead, bird brain, bonehead, <laughs> chowderhead, <laughs> clodhopper. Clodhopper. Seriously? <laughs> Visit Cranked Up Country on the web at crankedupcountryradio.com. Like Cranked Up Country on Facebook at facebook.com slash crankedupcountryradio. Follow Cranked Up Country on Twitter at Cranked Up Live. Cranked Up Country on this fine station. Hey, I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, and uh, we'll be bringing our guest in real quick, but uh, I just want to address something. Uh, we had somebody listening to us on uh, Talk Shoe. And I'm not going to repeat what they said, but the racist fuck. Uh, come on. This, is, this show is not what we're about. And uh, I'll post what they said uh, upon their Twitter. I'm not going to say what it is online. But, yeah, Bulldog, we had a fucking racist wanker trying to, trying to think that we were some kind of KKK show or something. Krispy Kreme College? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, that's that's not what we're about. And um, I would love to confront the little fuckstick. Um, yeah. You know, I was I was raised to be respectful to others around me, but when you get wankers like that, yeah, no, that's um. And and not only that, I'm, I'm sure, like, I'm sure you were you were raised not to be prejudiced. Exactly, I, I was raised to be. You know, respectful to others around me, no matter whether they were black, white, pink, polka dot, whatever. You know, you respect others as as, as equal. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, enough on that. You want to see what this wanker did, you can go check out our Twitter. I'll have it posted posted in just a minute. But in the meantime, we have Brendan Nicola, Faded Leroy. What's going on? Hey, Billy. How's it going? Good, good. How are you, bud? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, it's a pleasure having you here. You know, I got to say, I was, I, I was quite impressed with you, of course, when uh, you used to play with my cousin uh, for Abrupt Edge some time ago. And uh, I have to ask, when, uh, when when did you break off and started forming uh, Faded Leroy? Um, you know, I think uh, I uh, ended up leaving Abrupt Edge. Uh, it was probably 2011. And um, I took a couple of months off. I was kind of burned out. We'd been touring regionally. And... Um, Needed to take a little time off, but, you know, I'm a musician at heart, and uh, after about three months of not picking up my guitar, my, I was driving my wife crazy. And she's like, man, you got to you gotta get back into music. And um, so uh, I'd been playing with uh, the drummer from Abrupt Edge. His name's Bo Kohler. And, oh, I know uh, Bo. I, I, went, mm-hmm. I know Bo. Uh, yeah, I went to school with Bo. Whoever says they don't know Bo, I know Bo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know Bo. But uh, yeah, we played in several bands, and uh, and uh, we kind of uh, just got back together and started jamming. And uh, you know, a lot of the music uh, that became Faded Leroy just uh, came about naturally. It was uh, pretty effortless, and uh, it seemed like the time off had been good for me because uh, just got the creative juices flowing again. So Absolutely. we ended up, uh, yeah, we we ended up uh, probably spending about a year uh, working on the music for the first album, and. Um, then we brought in uh, our good friend Jeremy Cummings, uh, who I'd always wanted to work with, um, and we brought him in to uh, help us further develop the songs and uh, get him ready to record. And uh, then we went into the studio uh, towards the end of uh, 2012 and uh, started laying down tracks for our first album, Days Between Stations. And uh, we spent about a year recording that record. And uh, once we finally had it finished, we uh, started playing shows and getting it out there. Absolutely. Uh, now, the name Faded Leroy, I mean, the first thing comes to mind is what Faded Levi's is what I, <laughs> uh, what I think. But where where, where does uh, Faded Leroy come from? Where would you come up with that name? You know, we actually had a hell of a time uh, coming up with a band name. We had a list of you know, hundreds of possible band names and we had a real hard time uh, agreeing on one altogether. Um, so it was a process, but um, uh, uh, Faded Leroy was something that Bo had come up with and it was, uh, Leroy kind of just represents that person that time forgot, the uh, the person that everybody's overlooked that's maybe faded into the background and then, uh, you know, all of a sudden here they are, they're back in your face. All right. Yeah. And uh oh, Bulldog, I'll turn the mic over to you for I know you got questions. Yes. So, um your on your on your downtime because I know you guys are busy guys. So, what what do you guys do on your downtime? Um, you mean besides music or when we're not playing shows? When you're not playing shows. Uh we're pretty much always working. So, um, we, we rehearse religiously. 
Um, we're at our rehearsal space a couple times a week, uh, no matter whether we're uh, performing or not. And uh, so when we don't have shows coming up, a lot of times we're down there writing, jamming out and uh, coming up with new ideas. Um, you know, when we finished our first record, uh, it was only a matter of months before we had like five or six new songs written, which uh, would become our, our uh, latest record, Have Hope. Um, and actually the same thing happened when we, when we finished this last record, as soon as we wrapped up the tracking, um, it was like the floodgates opened, um, all the creative ideas that have been building throughout the process of recording the new record, uh, just, they just came out and, uh, you know, so we've already got, you know, about, uh, half, half of an album's worth of new material. And, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where we're at. We're also, uh, looking at, um, we just are in the process of booking a date to uh, shoot our first music video and really just kind of keep things, uh, keep things flowing when we're not playing shows so we can stay on top of our game. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, that, that's totally un- uh, understandable and very respectful. Um, you know, music is your life. So therefore, you know, when you're not doing stuff, you're still doing music, which is exactly. kind of like a therapy. Yeah, it is totally. And, you know, that's kind of what Fade of Leroy has been for us, you know. Um, the, the music is kind of aggressive in your, in, in your face. And uh, I've played a lot of different styles of music over the years. And, um, you know, as I've gotten older, like some of my friends don't entirely understand, uh, you know, what, what the aggressive nature of Fade of Leroy is. But really, it's, it's because uh, um, it's kind of become therapeutic for us to go down there and really, you know, just kind of bang out our frustrations uh, uh, musically. You know, I was there for uh, Vault 7's uh, CD release party. That was, uh, I believe, back in, uh, what, early February. Yeah. And obviously, this was a party for Vault 7, but you stole the entire show there at the Knitting Factory. Your following oh. must must be really, really huge. Uh, especially in the Boise area. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we've steadily been building a fan base. We have some of the best uh, fans in town. And, um, you know, really, uh, Boise's music scene is great right now. It's thriving. And we're in a situation where most of the bands in town are supporting each other. And uh, we share a lot of fans. Um, you know, so that, that helps. We've kind of built a little community and, uh, you know, as far as Fade of Leroy goes, like, we have some really hardcore fans. They come out to every show. They, they know all the lyrics. They sing along with us. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's great, man. And, that, and in your case, too, was a good case of how names can be deceiving. Because I, I'm, I'm not going to lie now, and I mean no, absolutely no offense. When I, was, uh, I got to the Knitting Factory... And it's basically, like I said, it was a night for Vault 7. But um, I'm reading through the list of who's going to be there opening for Vault 7, and I'm like, Faded Leroy, that does not sound like a metal band, because this is supposed to be a night of metal. But when mm-hmm. you guys hit the, hit the stage, you screamed more than any of the other bands. <laughs> I mean, even more than Vault 7, you guys scream more than them. I yeah. think well, uh, the know- biggest... What's that? Oh, go ahead, man. I was going to say, I think the biggest highlight before you hit the stage was that human tornado. 
yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's again, it's kind of a we got kind of got a good mix of things going on. Um, you know, Jeremy does a lot of the screaming, and um, I do some clean vocals and add some melody to the to the vocal lines. But uh, you know, again, it's just a uh, it's the this band has provided an outlet for us to uh, you know ex- express you know part of part of what we're feeling and uh you know there's no there's no shortage of uh tension and uh stress in the world right now and uh you know on a personal level you got to get that stuff out or 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 it makes you sick and and uh, for us it's been uh, the music has just been that type of release so you know here we are yes absolutely absolutely now the song we just heard uh it's called Chariots. Uh, what can you tell us about that song? Give us a little background. Well, uh, you know, Jeremy wrote a lot of the lyrics for, for Chariots, so I can't necessarily speak for him. But, um, you know, the the album Have Hope in general is uh, is one where we've, you know, we're expressing some frustration and angst, but, you know, we're also trying to, uh, you know, provide uh, some solutions and some positive outcome and, Chariots, uh, to me, is just about, uh, you know, reaching out, calling out to people, uh, you know, trying to, uh, you know, connect with people and uh, find find our commonalities instead of focusing on our differences. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if uh, Jeremy went out that way, but, you know, there might be some references to aliens and stuff in there. I'm not really sure. Yes, yes. And, uh, of course, uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say, damn it. <laughs> there's the old, there, there's the old age right. creeping on me. Chris you, and Derek, sure you, your heart's out. You're sure you're not getting faded Leroy in the studio? I'm, I might be. I just might be. What do you think, Bulldog? <laughs> I, I, I think that would be a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so... With with a name like Faded Leroy, what's the uh, history on, on the name? How did you become? How did you get the name Faded Leroy? Um, again, that was uh, something that our that our drummer had thrown out when we were kind of brainstorming some uh, some band names, and uh, you know, again, Leroy is kind of uh, kind of represents that person that uh, that everybody overlooked, that kind of faded into the background. And uh, you know, then comes back with a vengeance. So that's that's kind of what it is. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I can I can relate to that. Yeah. And uh, now I think it's time for uh, one of Derek Stumpers. Since he's not here, I've got to ask it. <laughs> uh, put your thinking cap on. All right. Now, say uh, you have your choice of uh, anyone from any genre you'd like to do a duet with or any producer you'd like to work with. Who would that be and why? Um, You know, when you mentioned producers, right off the top of my head, uh, Rick Rubin is that guy growing up that it just seemed like everything he touched turned to gold. And he had the ability to work with so many different um, musicians and different styles of music and uh, just make them sound awesome. That was, that was a producer that I always wanted to work with. 
Um, as far as another musician or band that that I would you know love to play with or learn from, uh, there's a guy out there named Tosin Abasi, and uh, he's the guitarist for Animals as Leaders, and I'm just a huge huge fan of those guys. So that would be the one. I'm sure that dude could teach me a thing or two. He's just a guitar virtuoso. Well, damn it, if he done knocked it out of the park, huh, Bulldog? He, he did knock it out of the park. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. All right, I'm going to get ready to play the next song now. This this one, quite interesting uh, title, I must say. I don't know if... Please tell me if this is supposed to be like a parody or uh, what's this supposed to be. The next song I'm going to cue is off of your first CD, and it's called Don't Microwave My Cheeseburger. (laughs) Have you ever had a microwave cheeseburger, Billy? Yes, I have, and they're not very good. (laughs) That's not not my favorite thing, man. I mean, they're they're edible if you're really, really hungry. Or drunk. Yeah, or or drunk. Yeah, put that thing on the grill, man. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> so so basically uh it it's not really a parody it's just don't microwave my cheeseburger. It it is, you know, and I, I don't know if the name necessarily relates to what the uh the content is, but the the song in some regard is uh um I I was just kind of thinking about you know cancer cancer cells how how strange it is that they 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 replicate themselves with no regard for the fact that once they've replicated themselves enough that they kill the host and kill themselves. And, uh, I don't really know exactly what that has to do with microwaving cheeseburgers, but, uh, but yeah, man, I I like my burgers on the grill. That's, that's the way I eat my cheeseburgers. And that's the only way to eat a cheeseburger too. In fact, uh, that's, it's not the best for you, but it's still better for you than going to McDonald's. Yep. Very true. Yeah. You know, I, I spent about two weeks working in fast food, and uh, and we used to nuke the burgers, man, and it I, maybe that's where that comes from. It was just, just left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, with that said, I want to go ahead and cue, don't microwave my cheeseburger. Oh, 
All right, we are back right here on Outlaw Radio, joined, of course, by Brendan Nickel of Faded Leroy and Damn It Bulldog, Don't Microwave My Cheeseburger. After listening to that song, hell fucking no. (laughs) (laughs) If you get that angry about a cheeseburger, yeah, no, I'm not going to piss you off ever. (laughs) <laughs> but, um, now you're pretty well established uh right here in the gym state of course uh i have to ask does that include uh coming out this way to the magic valley or down to pocatello or even up north in the Co- Coeur lane have, have uh you established a good portion of dominance in those areas as well um, we are working on it. We have been to uh, the Magic Valley a couple times. We have played down in southeastern Idaho a couple times, and uh, we're looking to make it to northern Idaho uh, this fall. Um, really, we kind of put um, touring and stuff on hold the last uh, about nine months or so so that we could finish the new record. And now that it's done, we're looking to get back out there and get on the road. But, um, yeah, we have we have had a lot of fun playing in the magic Valley. There's a lot of really great people there. There's uh, a lot of great musicians and, uh, uh, there's some really cool clubs too. Diamonds and, uh, the, we played the riverside a couple times. So now have you had the opportunity to play the other knitting factory up in Spokane? We have not, not yet, but, uh, hopefully that would be on the horizon. I have to assume we, uh, it's, uh, it's same owners or at least uh, part some some way they got to be connected. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's uh, the same owners. I think they have uh, I think they have different general managers, but then there's someone above them that that oversees all the the uh, knitting factories. Um, but yeah, that's that's something we're looking at. Um, like I said, we kind of took our foot off the gas as far as touring went, uh, just so we could get the record finished and. Um, and uh, now we're, uh, yeah, looking to get back out there this fall and this winter and, uh, you know, share the new album with everybody. Hey, that's that's awesome, too. And I said at the beginning of the show, you sent me the new CD, and I, for, I shame on me, but I forgot what it was called. Uh, it's called Have Hope. Have Hope. Okay, I knew it was something along those positive positive vibes like Be Happy or something. Yeah. I almost said yeah. I almost said be happy, but I knew I'd be wrong. <laughs> well, I think that's kind of a common misconception, um, you know, for people that, uh, you know, just to take a first listen to our music or that have come out and seen us, and and uh, you know, they, I think a lot of people hear the screaming first and they think that we're just a bunch of pissed off, uh, pissed off dudes, but that's really not the case. We're actually all pretty laid back and. Uh, um, you know, pretty, pretty positive dudes. And, uh, again, that's, that was kind of our, our goal with this record is, um, you know, we wanted to ex- express some of the attention and the frustration that we've all been feeling, um, you know, with the current state of affairs in the world and that, and that whatnot. But, but, uh, we also wanted to, uh, you know, tack on some type of positive message at the end. And, um, that's kind of where the album title came from. It actually came from, uh, directly from some lyrics on one of the tracks on the album, and um, they uh, they stuck. So, yes. Now, um, 
What's the furthest uh, from Idaho that you've had the opportunity to travel out uh, and uh, go perform? Um, thus far with Faded Leroy, I think the furthest that we played was in uh, Bend, Oregon. Ah, nice area too. You know what, Ben was beautiful, and uh, it was kind of a strange trip for us because uh, we ended up at this place uh, called the Third Street Pub, and, uh, <laughs> and you know we we got there. We had a we have a friend that's uh, in radio over there that had been spinning some tracks for us, and and we got there and uh, showed up in Ben and told him where we were playing, and he was like, "Oh no, man, that's the ghetto," and he'd been taking us around Ben, and we're like. They're like, what, how bad could the ghetto actually be in Bend? I mean, Bend is so beautiful. But uh, this this place just happened to be, like, right next to a trailer park. And, uh, I mean, it, the, the people in in the club, like, they were all really nice, really friendly. But, they, were, I mean, they must have been climbing up the walls. There was uh, definitely some illegal activity going on in there. Oh, of course. Yeah, it, it's, it's everywhere, but... Uh... You know, I got to say too, because it was uh, a year ago that I traveled to the Oregon coast, and uh, it seemed like uh, Bend is where everything changed. Because uh, tr- traveling into Bend, it was all desert. Then once I passed Bend, that's when it became all forest and woods and a bunch of trees and beautiful scenery. Once I so that it was like that. Uh, that point in between the the desert and the forest. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful beautiful uh, country there. Yes. Uh bulldog. If um if you had a chance and the opportunity to play any venue uh in the world, where would your ideal venue be? Your your dream venue. Oh man. That is a that is a great question. Uh, Wembley Stadium? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think more so it would be uh, some of the uh, great rock festivals would, would be really awesome. Rock on the Range, um, you know, some of the big metal festivals, like that would, that would be awesome. Or to go over and do like the, uh, the um, festival circuit, the summer festival circuit in Europe would be, would be just amazing. You know, that'd be, that'd be- Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're the boss. You get first. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I mean, uh, even though there weren't very many people there, these guys would have fit in really well at Rock in the Spring in, the, in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, 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 you're right. I think they would actually fit into uh, that uh, genre. And that, uh, yeah, I th- I, I, to be honest, I think they would have killed it. You know what? Uh, yeah, if they uh, pull together and they have another rock in the spring, Brendan, you, that's something you got to put in for. I mean, they just got to pick a different venue. Even though it was nice, it was just way on the outside of town, and not very many people were there. Yeah. And uh, but uh, that that would have been a perfect perfect venue for you. All right. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was BFE Vegas. Yes. Yeah, we'll definitely have to look into that one. That's uh, that's definitely within the driving distance. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And there and there were people. There were a couple of bands uh, that uh, took quite a distance too. I mean, 
um, state of mind, drove out there all the way from Michigan just to perform in that. Nice. And then uh, I think American Grimm, they're from uh, New Jersey. They were there. Yep. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so it it was an awesome festival. It just uh, needed more people. (laughs) Yep. I shit on more people. Yes. Okay, I'm I'm ready to hit you with the next stumper. Getting back to uh, touring. Okay. All right. Say, faded Leroy makes it big, real big. You're you're signed. You're you're produced by somebody like uh, Rick Rubin. You're signed to a major label, and and this album really hits it big. And you're ready to go on a big tour. You're the main act. You have three opening slots of bands that uh, you'd like to have open for you. Who do you pick and why? Oh, man, that is way tougher than the last questions you asked me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, um, that's that's a tough one because, uh, you know, we we get a fair amount of support um, from the bands here in the Treasure Valley, and uh, there's some great bands here that that uh, that we've gone on the road with, and that we that we'd love to go on the road with. Um, you know, we we uh, played some road shows with Vault Seven last year and had a great time. Um, we just played last night at the Knitting Factory with Traders Gate, and those guys are are just kicking ass right now. Um, we have good friends in a band called Vections that that we'd love to go on the road with. Um, you know, but if, if I had my pick any bands too, I'm also, I'm also a fan and, you know, it'd be great to be able to pick bands that, um, you know, bands that I've looked up to or whatever, but it'd be hard to ask them to open for us. <laughs> yeah. You know? So basically though, though, the, those local ones are basically would be your picks though. Yeah, you know, the guys that have supported us and helped us get to where we are, it's uh it's nice to return the favor. It's always fun to to go on a trip with guys you know and and get along with. Um, you know, and there's like I like I said there's just no shortage of good bands in the Treasure Valley right now. Um so so yeah, I mean, I don't think it would be tough for us to find some guys that are road ready and and uh would uh, be great support on a tour. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to get ready to cue the next song I have picked out. It's one I really like off of uh, Have Hope. It's called Order 66. What can you tell us about this song? So um, this song, this is actually where the uh, album title came from. There's, you may hear there's a lyric in there that says Have Hope. Um, But uh, this, the song title actually and I don't know if you, any of your listeners out there are uh, Star Wars nerds, but um, if they are, they'll know what maybe know what Order 66 is. But that's that's where that comes from. That's a that's a Star Wars reference. <laughs> oh, Star Wars! I think uh, at least we've had other Star Wars nerds on this show, haven't we, Bulldog? Yes, we have. Boba Flex. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> Yes. So they, yeah. 
In fact, yeah, I th- now that you mention it, I think I, re- I remember, uh, w- what was it, uh, Sidious, he said, execute order 66. Yep, yeah, think, you know, yep. Yeah, yep, now that I think back at it, I remember. Yeah, we throw that out live every once in a while, a little trivia question, see if anybody in the audience knows it. So far, we've only had one person, but. <laughs> right on. Well, without any further ado, I want to go ahead and cue, uh, execute Order 66. that song it hits really hard it's got that groove that i like <laughs> execute order 66 welcome back to outlaw <laughs> radio once again joined by brendan nickel of faded leroy out of boise idaho gonna get ready to wrap this uh 
segment of the show up pretty soon. But uh, uh, actually, Bulldog, your last question—I think uh, that you stole that from me. Damn it! I I, I stole nothing from you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, I'll, uh, I'll, take, I'll take it back just once. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, though. You you have the mic. So you uh his and his, his it's a kind of a stumper question. Okay. You um you're playing a gig and you're you're in mid flow. You know, you're enjoying the the the, the vibe and everything else like you're in mid flow and all of a sudden the doors open and your all-time fan crush walks in the door. As you're in mid-flow, what would your reaction be? How would you react to that? Because they've come to see you. Uh, you got to take it to the next level, man. <laughs> you got to take it up a notch. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. definitely don't want to disappoint that one. No, no. no. Yeah, you know... Uh, I mean, we we kind of uh, pride ourselves on uh, having a high energy live show, um, but yeah, you know, you you see somebody walking the door that uh, that you want to impress, you you got to throw it down just that much harder. <laughs> That's actually a good answer because I've had I've asked that question to a couple of people and they're like, oh, I would go weak at the knees and I would probably faint. <laughs> like yeah, in, in mid flow, your fan crush walks in. You're in mid fucking sentence, and all of a sudden you go, Ugh. yeah, yeah. You know, I don't. You know when I don't. When you're on stage, when you're on stage, you just gotta, you gotta just, you just gotta throw it down. And and uh, yeah, I mean, if uh, that that happens, you know, when we're playing, we'll, um, you know, I'll see friends in the audience or something, and uh, you kind of get lost in the moment. You're like notice the person or whatever but um you know for me it always just makes me want to rock that much harder and put on a better show for him so that's awesome you know i gotta tell you too when i was when i was there at the knitting factory in boise for vault seven and you guys hit the stage actually i saw you guys uh just uh putting everything together and, and getting ready for your performance and i'm seeing Bo putting together his drum set and i'm like wait is that oh? So immediately I grab my phone and get to Facebook. Is Faded Leroy's got to be on Facebook? So let me see. Sure enough, I I find Faded Leroy and I look through the list and I'm like, Bo Kohler, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then of Hell course, yeah. uh, after after you guys were done, I had to approach the stage and holler at Bo, let him know I was there, and his reaction was pretty good. <laughs> I I I know he didn't expect to see me there, but it was awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a small yeah. world, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, my final hey. question. Oh, yep. What's that? Oh no, go ahead. Okay, my final question is uh, one that, I, or actually, no, I got two. I got two two more questions. 
Okay, I got, I got to ask that one question where I always get a different answer every time because it's it's a good question to ask. But in all your years of performing, and this this doesn't necessarily have to be Faded Leroy, it could be Abrupt Edge or uh, another band you've played with. But uh, in all the time that uh, you have performed, whether it be the Knitting Factory or some shithole in the wall dirty bar with about 25 people there or some, <laughs> something as big as uh, the BSU Pavilion or whatever. Mm-hmm. While you're performing on stage, what is the craziest thing you've seen? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Remember, you know, this is an uncensored show, too. So if it's, if, if it's really off the wall, you can still tell. Um, man, I'm trying to think, you know, just right off the top of my head, uh, we, uh, I actually was playing with Abrupt Edge and, um, we were playing at this biker bar down in Idaho Falls. And, uh, I know it's kind of cliche, but about, uh, about mid set, um, there's, uh, one of the biker ladies just went topless and um I wish I could say that it that it was impressive but it was sadly was not <laughs> <laughs> and it, it almost tell, was kind of disappointing <laughs> uh tell us a bulldog who's autographed boobs <laughs> <laughs> yes i have hey but that's that's still that's still not as bad as what lola black had to go through <laughs> Very, very, very true. Very true. And, uh, you know, I, I will take requests. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got any more uh, questions, Bulldog, before my final one? No, you stole my question, so, you know, I haven't got any more. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Say some kids uh, ranging ages 15 to early 20s want to start a band. What advice do you think you could give them? Um, you know, my advice probably would be that if you're going to start a band to uh, do it because you love music. Because uh, there's about a million bands out there. The music industry is highly competitive, and uh, if you're starting a band to to get rich and famous, you know you're probably going to end up being disappointed along the way. But if you're playing because you love music and you love the guys you're doing it with, you're never going to go wrong. There you go. I like that answer. Do it for the love of it. That's right. You know. You know, get out, get out there and support your scene. Go to other shows, meet other musicians. Um, you know, do do what you can for your community and for your scene. And uh, you know, you're you're not ever going to go wrong if if you're if you're doing it to get rich. You're, you're probably going to be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right, Brendan. I really want to thank you very much for your time here on the show. And before you go. Tell the listeners where they can find Faded Leroy, whether they find you, uh, that you have a website, get on social media, uh, 
Reverb Nation, Spotify, uh, iTunes, all that good shit. Yep, we we are on all of the above. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Reverb Nation, SoundCloud. The best place to go for all things Faded Leroy is FadedLeroy.com. We've got uh, music, videos, interviews, merch, uh, photos, lyrics. Um, all that stuff is on our website, FadedLeroy.com. We're also on Facebook. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, not, uh, yeah, I tried finding you guys on Twitter, though, and I don't think you have a Twitter account, do you? We're, we're not on Twitter, nope. <laughs> not, not everyone is. Not everyone is. So. <laughs> no, you got, a uh, three of the guys in the band are a little more old, old school, so, uh, <laughs> Facebook is about as, uh, deep into social media as we get at this point, so. Who knows if we, if we blow up, we may uh, go go the route of Twitter. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, once again, I want to thank you very much for your time here on Outlaw Radio. I want to wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. You know, and if you obviously you're going to let me know when you come out to the Magic Valley. Should you make it down to Texas, you got to let the bulldog know. All right. <laughs> and yeah, uh, so I can I can ride you a cheeseburger. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh of course our other two co hosts who aren't here, of course uh, you gotta let them know if you make it out to Georgia or Minnesota too. All right, you bet. All right. Well thank you very much for your time and uh best of luck to you. Well hey, thanks for having me, Billy. Thanks, Bulldog. I appreciate you guys and uh much love down on radio. Absolutely. Thank you very much. All right, you guys All take right. care. You too. You too, mate. All right, so we're going to hit our first music set now. We got five songs coming up from Faded Leroy. When we come back, we're going to be hearing from The Godfather, Dimitri Bolanis out of South Africa. That's uh, that was that was an interesting conversation we had. So all that hey, more. Yes. All that and more. We'll be back. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio with Chris Master, Derek Stark, and Bad Philly. Where if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother.
to pass wind but don't want to do it in public due to the fact that you have a history of offending people well then say goodbye to that worry because we have just what you need new from the stereo dust particle labs it's the fart silencer all you have to do is order the how-to video and you'll see chris master one weasel 2 hdm and a possible appearance from bizarre furhead teaching you the many different butt positions you can sit in so that you can avoid either not farting at all or farting silently. Now you can go to the park without embarrassing your children because of butt bombs, and you can get intimate with that special someone without having to worry about ruining the evening due to methane bombs. If you get fired from your job because of this product, we will send you a paycheck that will bounce of the amount that you would normally make for the first week. It's the Fart Silencer, now available for only $69.95 on VHS, Beta, or LaserDisc at the Stereo Dust Particle Store. The Stereo Store with a whole lot more.
business, radio broadcasting awaits you. If you've ever dreamed of being a radio disc jockey, newscaster, sportscaster, or production director, this is one of those rare times in history where positive change is waiting for you. American Broadcasting School Incorporated, one of the most successful and best-known broadcasting institutions of its kind, presents your window of opportunity now. Now, you can train in fully equipped broadcast studios with instructors evaluating your on-air assignments as you do them. Plus, there's job placement assistance upon graduation. This is a nationally accredited institution that's ready to help you take your first steps into your new future. There has never been a more exciting time to be in the world of broadcasting. And financial aid is available for those who qualify. American Broadcasting School, the number one way of entering broadcasting for over 33 years. You're just a phone call away from the career you've always dreamed of. Hey there. If you love your rock and talk, raw, uncut, unfiltered, uncensored, and unpussified, check out the Jay and Brody Show with hosts Jay and Brody Z. Every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Asgard Radio and replayed every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Hard Rock Radio Network. Two average Joes get together, drink up, engage in witty banter and sh**-talking, and play the best in 80s, 90s, and 2000s metal, grunge, new wave, punk ska, and alternative music. Anything goes! You can also listen on demand and contact the show at jbrodyshow.com. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. The Jay and Brody Show. What more needs to be said? The 7th Annual Revival returns to Hideaway Lakes Campground in Yorkville, Illinois, September 7th, 8th, and 9th for three days of unlimited food, unlimited drinks, and over 30 of the best bands in local and national music with performances by Battlecross, Dead or Strata, Another Lost Year, and Vices. For tickets and information, TheRevivalParty.com. As always, only 500 tickets. The Revival, brought to you by The Revival Party, Southern Smoke Barbecue, and the agency, Stone Crow Radio, and 100.7 Q-Rock. For tickets and information, The Revival BibleParty.com. I truly believe I'm still the best. It's before nobody. I'll put him away either by submission or by knockout. I truly want to be the greatest MMA fighter of all time. I want to be the best fighter the world's ever seen. Here's your champion. It is Yannick Bahati. On the 19th of August, two champions will collide as England's Yannick Bahati clashes with South Africa's Drikus Duplessis. Plus, the flyweight champion Nkazamulu Zulu returns to take on the undefeated Sylvester Chipumbu. EFC 62, 19 August, Carnival City. Tickets and broadcast information at EFCWorldwide.com. Yo, baby, baby, you're listening to Outlaw Radio with Chris Master, Eric Stark, and Bad Billy. Fuck the shit, fuck the fucking shit, fuck shit, what the fuck you shit, the shady fuck shit, fuck the shit, fuck the fucking shit, fuck shit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Bad Billy, Chris, Master, Derek, Stark, we all say shit. Fuck. 
Welcome back to Outlaw Radio, sponsored in part by, of course, Cold Cock Whiskey. Remember to raise your glass and take your shot. You must be 21 years old to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Hunter Athletic Gear, gear up and let's train. And now, Melissa K. Photography. All right, Billy, what were the songs that were played? Well, you just heard Tribes, and uh, before that, Illusions, and before that, Smartphone, preceded by Siamese Twin, and starting off the set with The Quest, all songs by Faded Leroy. And uh, I've been waiting quite a while to talk to them, and I'm Glad I finally got that opportunity. I know you're you're quite impressed with them too, Bulldog. Okay, <laughs> I think he must have stepped away for a second, or if your mute is still on. <laughs> All right, let's see if he he's still he's got to be here still here somewhere because uh, he has not disconnected from the Skype. So, uh, some quick announcements. Uh, if you remember last week, we had Phil the, Phil the Pain Wagoner on the show. He, uh, of course, had his fight today, and I got word that he won his bout 10 seconds TKO. So, congratulations, Phil. I knew you were going to do awesome, and... Uh, Obviously, the uh, the odds were definitely in your favor from uh, from everything I I heard about. Uh, of course, knowing your record and uh, hearing a little bit about your opponent, so uh, yeah, it uh, was definitely uh, maybe a quick night for Phil. Maybe that uh, ten seconds was somewhat of an eternity for his opponent, but. Uh, Nonetheless, congratulations to Phil. All right. Bulldog, are you there? <laughs> he must I think he stepped out for a second. <laughs> All right. Uh something else that uh I, I just wanted to get back to what was being said on the show. Or in not on the show, but uh Okay, oh, okay. I'm speaking with Bulldog on on Facebook right now. He says he's still there. So if you're if you're speaking, I can't hear you. Huh? Yeah, because I can't hear you if you're speaking. You might want to check your mute. I wonder what's going on. We may have to reconnect the Skype. Let's, uh, Bulldog, if you can hear me, I'm going to uh, attempt to bring you back in because I don't know what exactly is going on here. Technical difficulties, you got to love this in, li- in live radio. All right, so, <laughs> yes, if you can hear me, I'm going to go ahead and uh i'm i'm going to 
try to bring you I'm gonna hang up and try to bring you back in. So yeah, let's give that a shot. Let's see here. It's just not the show without Bulldog. So <laughs> at least uh, I don't like doing it by myself. You know, it's definitely not the same not having Chris or Derek here. But uh, hopefully this works. We're Bulldog. dialing. There you are. Yeah, I've been I've been here. I I have no idea what's been going on. I think I was attacked by um some like gremlins. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know how they sometimes like to hit our airwaves, right? Fucking wankers. <laughs> yeah, but uh, overall, we knew Phil was going to do it, didn't we? Yeah, I I think it's because I put the scare on him. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I, I yeah I I think so I, I I said that if he doesn't beat his opponent I'll kick his ass. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he, so he does it in ten seconds. Congratulations, Phil. Uh, yeah, that that's freaking awesome, and I'm proud up, of him for that. Absolutely. Uh, coming up uh, here in just a minute, we're going to cue the uh, interview we had with. Uh, the Godfather, Dimitri Bolanis, out of South Africa. He's an actor and a former Muay Thai coach. Been involved in and the MMA. Yep, and, and Bulldog's twin as well, yes. And uh, just qu- quickly, I wanted to address what's going on on the talk shoe portion. Uh, obviously, obviously, we only use talk shoe for calling in. Otherwise, if you're listening on talk shoe, I highly recommend you go to... Uh, nhbradio.com or rawtalkonline.com to listen because talk shoe sounds like shit and we just use it for the calling in. But uh, the person that came in the chat who, who was obviously too big of a chicken shit to give, give his name and just go by the alias of guest, uh, what you had to say to me was disgusting. Um, you know, that. There's a reason why we make fun of racist bullshit on this show, because really there's no room for it. And honestly, uh, I, Bulldog, you saw what he said, and, and it and it really was nothing funny. It was, I saw it, and in fact, it, it made me angry. Um, we, we don't hold with that shit on this show. Um, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this fuck hole out right now if you have anything constructive to say like an adult i'll uh i'll gladly talk to you man to man and i'm telling you now a real man can bring you down in 10 seconds flat don't accuse anyone of being something that they're not so we're very professional, but I'm telling you now, you're barking off more than you can chew. You're barking up the wrong tree, my friend. And uh, to put it further, I've said this before, when it comes to racism, uh, you know what? We bleed the same color. We were, we were made by the same creator. We all live under the same sky. Yep, and on this same earth. So, you know, this this racial tension, 
unfortunately will never stop, but damn, how nice would it be if it did? It would be a breath of fresh air, but I'm afraid in this day and age, the way things are going right now, no, there's too much bullshit around right now, but if, if we could start right now by making things slightly easier, then let's do this. Absolutely. Well, let's get off this uh, negative subject, <laughs> as I think it's time to uh, cue the, uh, the conversation that we had with uh, the Godfather. What do you think? I think that is a fucking good idea. Now, just a fair warning to the listeners, uh, some, some parts of the connection while we were talking to him wasn't that great. And uh, not everything is 100% understandable, but uh, so it seemed like you could understand him pretty good. I could understand him pretty good. So, yeah, we, uh, you know, me and him are on the same wavelength, you know. Yes, absolutely. All right, let let's do this. <laughs> Boxing, mixed martial arts, professional wrestling, outlaw radio, combat sports discussion. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining me out of South Africa. I've talked to him before on my other podcast, and I'm glad to welcome him to Outlaw Radio, the godfather, Dimitri Balanis. What's going on, man? Hey, Billy. Thank you for having me on your show today. Uh, and uh, good morning to Bulldog as well, my, my twin. Yes, we, we are twins. So uh, it, it's a pleasure to uh, to talk to you. No, no, thank you. It's a pleasure to talk to you again, Bulldog. You're welcome, brother. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, last time I talked to you, um, I know that uh, you you were on the uh, Cinemax series. I, I believe it was called uh, First Strike, or what was it called? I can't remember. Uh, it was called Strike Back. Um, it was called Strike Back. I was acting with Rana Mutra. Uh, renowned actress from Hollywood, and uh, we, did, uh, we did a season four in Strike Back. Since then, I've done much more in my movie career, and it's, uh, it seems like it's taking off nicely now. Yes, yes. I mean, the character you portrayed in in that particular scene, I know, I know. Uh, I mean, he was kind of, he seemed like kind of like kind of a big pussy who was folding under the pressure, but uh, that's. That's only the character you played. That that's not the real Godfather Dimitri Balanis right there. No, no, not at all, not at all. You see, my character there is very much sun color, and he was a snitch for the for Hezbollah and the British intelligence. And I was acting a bit like a pussy because um, normally snitches are, and uh, they got the hiding of his life from the media. <laughs> now. I know that uh, Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead, he had 
I don't know how much of a part he had in Strike Back, but uh, I wanted to ask you, did you ever get a chance to come face-to-face with him? Unfortunately not. It would have been an honor to meet him. It was an absolute honor to meet him, but that didn't unfortunately. Uh, by the way, Bulldog, speaking of him, uh, how do you feel, uh, you know, him being a British actor faking his accent in The Walking Dead? Um, it was actually a pretty good uh, attempt. <laughs> I'd say very good, especially picking the southern accent, too. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was pretty impressive. But you know, my my, my brother, you know, he's just a badass actor. It's kind, of, kind of like me, really. <laughs> now, um, since since the last time I talked to you, Godfather, um, I know that uh, I think what within the past four years they've uh, they've brought the Kentucky Fried Chicken KFC franchise to South Africa. You have been uh, doing commercials for that. You've been a part of uh, public service announcements uh, that you can find on YouTube and all kinds of good shit. What else have you been doing? Um, uh, I've uh, I've been doing numerous movies here in South Africa. I recently did a a movie called Fellow Rockhood. Fellow Rockhood in Africans means Dirty Women. It was an action comedy where I was a gangster. I was the mafia boss's henchman. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, hey, it kind of fits. And, uh, uh, what's what's <clears throat> that? Uh, no, sorry, sorry, Billy. Um, yes, and I also did a movie called From a Heart in Willow Street. Uh, it's also an American production. Um, uh, shot in South Africa. And I, my name there was Georgie. I died in a car accident and came back and haunted my brother, which uh, killed me in the car accident. And uh, I was pretty scary in that. And from there, I did a small movie called uh, Table Manning. Where I was, uh, again, a biker, a gangster. And my, my, my girlfriend, a prostitute, gave me, gave me a black eye. We got locked in jail. And, uh, yeah, I've been quite busy with my movies and also with my commercials. And since we started, Billy, uh, my friend Terry Monyodis and I have opened up a, an, an extras and featured extras casting agency. And uh, that's going pretty well as well. Wow. wow. That's, that's, that's pretty impressive. So if you, if you have any openings for, uh, for badass actors, you know, then, then throw a bone to your brother. And uh, uh, the first in line, man. I need a sun double. <laughs> Funny you should say that because that's I'm actually a stuntman as well. Man, that is absolutely brilliant. So when when I have a big part in South Africa, or in America, or in, in the UK, I'm going to appoint you as my stunt double. Because to be honest with you, with my Muay Thai and fighting career, my knees are finished. I have pins in my spine. I have a broken nose five times. Uh, my hands look like they've been to hell. So I'm definitely going to need a uh, a stunt double because if I did myself, I'd probably die. Yeah, and the funny thing is, we are pretty much identical, so it would be a badass stunt double. Damn right, it would be. Man, absolutely so. Yes, absolutely. Maybe we should do a retake, a remake of the movie Twins, and uh, you know, I can do it double up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's true. But my my question is this: How actually, how tall are you? 
I'm 1.91 meter tall. And in English, that is what? <laughs> oh. uh, uh, that is six, six foot four. Ah, shit. Which means I'd have to wear platform shoes because I'm only five foot seven. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, so, you know what you can do? You can do, you can do a, a, a shirt called The Godfather and Mini Me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, the yeah. Godfather and <laughs> me. Yeah, we'll do that, man. We'll do it. I'm six foot four tall and six foot four wide. And that's my problem. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. man. Absolutely. The Godfather and many me. Let's do it. We'll write a script and get it done. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> now, um, now, the uh, first time I ever talked to you, it was uh, mainly strictly about uh, MMA. And uh, at the time, you were, ru- you were running the uh, Undisputed Gym. I think that, that was in Pretoria, right? Uh, that's not in Pretoria. One uh, in Linwood, the court of Linwood, and one in, in, the, in Montana. Uh, we have our own Montana here, by the way. And, uh, yeah, since then, I sold my, I sold my gym. Both of them. And uh, at that stage, I had many, many students. You see, my acting career was taking off, and I couldn't have my food in both places. I need to concentrate on one thing. And um, I had my run for, for almost 30 years in MMA, and I thought, uh, you know, I studied drama many years ago, and I thought, let me take, take it to, 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 to another step, because my martial arts is actually helping me substantially in the movie in terms of fight scenes and fight choreography. Yes, yes. And uh, I, I wanted to ask uh, your opinion. Um, ever since uh, the first time you and I talked, the, the EFC alone—I mean, it's really established uh, itself as uh, the dominant uh, MMA promotion in South Africa. And things have really, really changed since uh, 2012. They—they're now uh, signing more and more. Um, Overseas fighters, um, you know the co- the competition's getting tougher, and we we're seeing the belt has gone belts have gone to other countries. Like uh, the middleweight title is now yeah. in the hands in the hands of the UK right now. Overall, what's your impression of uh, how much the EFC has changed since the last time we talked? Uh, the EFC changed uh, quite substantially. Uh, they used to be called EFC Africa, and there would only be promotions from other parts in Nigeria, in Congo, and from Bali. And now they've, they've called themselves EFC Worldwide, and that's a good move because that's why we're bringing people in from Ireland, bringing people in from the UK, people from America, absolutely amazing fighters. And my, my opinion with, uh, with MMA in South Africa was many, many good fighters. Um, but South Africa, to be honest, is still in nappies compared to the standards worldwide. Mm, yes, yes. And uh, now that I've I've got uh, one brother from the UK and one brother from the South Africa, from RSA as as they call it, uh, got to pop this question to you guys. Coming up, uh, the next EFC, we have England's Yannick Bahati, who is the middleweight champion, going to be taking on. Pretoria, South Africa's St- Stillnox Duplessis. Um, 
Over, overall, uh, this is a very interesting matchup that's uh, about to happen. Uh, Yannick Bahati is big and strong. He's very big for the weight class. He's very strong. He's very powerful. Good, good striking. Uh, good ground game, and has dominated just about anyone put in front of him except for Mikhail Operman. Uh, his biggest weakness is he doesn't like the having the pressure put on him, which is something uh, Drickus Stillnox Duplessis can do very well. As he can put the pressure on his weakness in this fight, he's smaller and probably a little bit weaker. Um, given uh, your impression, Bulldog, I'll start with you. What do you think of this matchup? Well, uh, it's going to be a very, very interesting matchup, and and if. His weakness is, is is having pressure put on him. Then, I'm sorry, unless he can keep his composure, he's fucked. <laughs> Interesting way of putting it. What do you think, Godfather? Um, I don't know if Jukic and Yannick Fahadi are are both very well-rounded fighters when it comes to stand-up and on the ground. Um, I think he's a great for stand-up. I think Yannick is going to give him a big hiding. Uh, and that's <clears throat> South Africa. And uh, my patriotism is sad, but, you know, at the end of the day, you have to look at the fighters. And Simmons is a very good fighter. He's a current welterweight champion. And um, and he's, he's very exactly the same way. But if you look at the Hardys, he's an absolute monster next to Dickett. And I think if it's standing up, they're going to they're gonna be a good bout. And uh, and Bahadi must take him. He must have. Uh, he goes down to the ground. Um, Dickens is much more nimble in terms of being, uh, him being a smaller man. And uh, and if you get to uh, uh, is well known for his ground game. He is a former kickboxer, but his ground game is growing substantially. Training out of two outs in Pretoria, so a very good gym. And um, yeah, you know what? For me, it's a 50 50. So if it's stand up, I go with Bahadi. If it's on the ground, I go with Dickens. It's too much. Yeah, I actually agree with uh, the Godfather on that one because he has a low center of gravity, and if he can get him grounded, then yeah, he's he's one and truly fucked. <laughs> Interesting way of putting it. It's it's very tough for me to call. I think though, if uh, I I seriously believe on on stand up, if they box, <laughs> if if they box, there you know, it's it's going to be Yannick Bahati all day. On the feet, Drickus Duplessis has to be very aggressive and get in his face. That's how he's going to win on the stand-up because uh, Bahati's not going to like that. Uh, he doesn't doesn't like somebody putting the pressure on him and maybe, you know, put it push him up against the fence and go with a barrage of punches. He can put him away that way. I think. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're 100 percent right on that one. But you know, don't choke on the pressure. If you suffer from being firm pressure. Then yeah, what's what's Absolutely. the what's the point? Absolutely. You know. So guys, uh, I believe that um, again, Drake uh, is on the ground is like an electric band, and he's going to play Bahadi like a toy. It's going to the ground. But Bahadi has a lot of power, um, uh, a hell of a lot of power, and he's a big man, like we said. Drake um, is a very good defensive fighter. So if he stands away from the punches and goes for a step down, we're going to look at we're going to see a good ground ground game there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Most I'm, definitely. I'm really looking forward to that fight. And uh, 
Godfather, you as a fan of the fight game, I have to ask you overall uh, your opinion and your take of the upcoming fight between uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. and uh, the notorious Conor McGregor. Overall, what do you think of them putting this matchup together, and what do you think this means for both boxing and MMA? Gentlemen, my opinion is, my personal opinion is I feel that you can't put a boxer, you can't put an MMA fighter in a boxer's ring. I'll tell you why. Because MMA fighters have got so many weapons. And when you take the weapons away from a warrior, he's not that much of a warrior anymore in terms of, I mean, you, you have other trucks, you've got takedowns, you've got chokes, you have arm bars, you have the, the kicking as well. When you take all that away from, a, from an MMA fighter, his instinct, yes, is to use that in a boxing ring. But to fight somebody on, on, the, on the level of Floyd Mayweather, and then he's, he's, he's not, uh, I mean, a world-class fighter. And my, my opinion is the fight is definitely going to go to Floyd Mayweather. Um, absolutely so. Uh, and look, if Floyd had to fight in the night, it would the other way around. Because Floyd has no, uh, Mayweather has no, uh, no striking experience in the ground. He has no, I mean, no kicks, no elbows. So, you know, I think that McGregor's not going to win this fight, to be honest with you. And uh, the boxers are far more, far fitter than the MMA fighters. Again, it's my opinion, and uh, everyone has their own opinion on it. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, because Bulldog and I have gone back and forth on this a little bit, but I'm definitely going with Mayweather, just given the fact that it's a, a boxing <clears throat> match. But, you know... Yeah, you're you're rooting for Connor. We all know that. Yeah, I'm definitely rooting for, rooting for Connor McGregor. Um, I I I think Mayweather's going to get fisted. May, one can I, one can hope. I think I think he's going to be bent over and be and and, and fisted. <laughs> oh man, you're you're. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> remember this show. This show has no filter. That's right. <laughs> it's like, damn, I, that just came out of left field, and, and then, though. <laughs> it kind of did. Sorry. Uh, uh, my my, I don't have a filter myself, so I need to curb myself and curb my words as well. Um, look, guys. The Irish star is a ruthless uh, of punching his opponent, and he just moves forward. However, Mayweather is a, is a very good defensive fighter. Uh, so I said maybe this man win, but I'm going with, I'm going with Mayweather, and I think I should challenge um, uh, Bulldog uh, with $100. dollars we put a wager on this. What do you think? Um, yeah, let's, let, let's do this. Yeah, man, it's good. It's, it's a bit of competition on our side. <laughs> a bit of competition on our side. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And I believe the is coming up on the... And the fight is coming up uh, on the 26th of August in the... In the... In the corner of the T-Mobile arena, which used to be the Las Vegas arena, I believe. Yeah. And um, I went online last night, just out of interest, to see... To see what the, the ticket costs on the cheap. Now, if you're coming from South Africa, you actually... It's good because the cheapest ticket is 32,000 rand, which is, I don't know how much in dollars. And uh, the most expensive is 1.2 million rand for this fight. Now, what's going to happen is right mind is going to fly over there. And this is a multi-millionaire to watch this fight. Um, to be honest with you, I watched the fight on my television at home. 
and we've got the popcorn and uh, popcorn and cake. <laughs> I like that. And uh, to answer your question, I've actually studied a little bit of the uh, South African uh, currency, and uh, about 2,000 rand is close to maybe like $220. I think I would have to go and dance around the stripper pole for like a week to earn that money. That's a and they're the one from the one million. <laughs> I'm trying to pull. Tell me what my wife is. She's going to sell me uh, as a stripper. And uh, tell me about a kilogram. She'll become a millionaire. <laughs> right on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. No, gentlemen. Uh, if you have a hard boy, uh, uh, What was that? I'm yeah, sorry. The end of all this is going to be a... Uh, at Cracker, because we have first had the biggest, the biggest part with Bahati, and then we have the 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 largest part with Tim So, uh, August is going to be a Cracker for uh, uh, for parts uh, because we have EC uh, 62 coming up, and then we have uh, and then we have Mayweather uh, McGregor fight on the 26th of August, and uh, so I'm looking forward to all these fights, and uh, and obviously mind I'm a fight fanatic and uh, a former fighter, I can't wait to watch these fights and. And the McGregor and um, and uh, Mayweather fight, I can absolutely not wait for. So, uh, uh, we to win my hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't gonna win a hundred dollars from me. <laughs> okay, are we having a family squabble here? Hey, d- I'll tell Mum. Don't make me tell Mum. You know what happened last time? <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe maybe I'll go from a hundred to two hundred. I don't know. You, you can decide on that. Maybe if I don't want a hundred, I want two hundred. Yeah. Oh hell! Yeah. I'll, I'll think. I'll think about it. <laughs> you know, you know, guys, uh, gentlemen. I'm a Greek, and Greeks are gamblers, and we we take big risks for big rewards. So I hope I'm not going to put my foot in my mouth. And uh, and my with a business, then I'm feel like a real awful. <laughs> I kind of doubt that. <laughs> nah, you you you're and, you're, and, you're and a good guy. Yeah, I, boy, I, I, you want to take like that one down? <laughs> I like pizza, and uh, you know, uh, they, they, from from the end of my tennis, from my end of my and my career, and being an instructor. Moving over to the acting uh, in terms of uh, having my ex's agency, it's so funny that there's such a parallel when you're working with people. And often, if my people are loud on, on a movie set or a commercial set, um, I've shouted them like I used to shout to my students. And they absolutely shit themselves because uh, they're not used to someone uh, being in a military style with them. So I, I cannot forget that I'm, a, I'm not an MMA or kickboxing or military instructor anymore, but I'm actually a wrangler for movie set. And, um, yeah, there's a big parallel between the two. Quite, quite interesting. And uh, that's something else. Uh, getting back to your acting career, Godfather, I wanted to ask you, uh, how often uh, do, you, do you get to be involved in fight scenes? And uh, do you also get to work behind the scenes with the actors as well when directing or training them for a fight scene? Man. 
I absolutely love it. And because because fighting and martial arts is a passion, and acting is also, I mean, acting is also a passion in my dream. It's so nice to correlate the two and put them together. And uh, we often love doing fight scenes. And we recently did a movie here in, in, in Johannesburg, which is now in Mocker Bay in the coast, where uh, I actually used uh, I used Tiny Charles as one of the action extras. Um, he's pretty good. He knows how to use a gun. And he was, we were firing action for the and directors. And I'm also using a guy called Johanny Rasmus, uh, also an up-and-coming MMA fighter. So I like to employ MMA fighters and kickboxers and Muay Thai fighters to, uh, to, to participate in these parties because they are proper fighters and now have goals. And, uh, and um, yeah, and it's, it's absolutely it's an honor to be able to use these guys on, on set. And because I come from an MMA family, like UFC, I like to use my own people uh, and use really good fighters. Uh, but uh, this, this uh, like I said, blending my fighting career with the with the movies, um, I absolutely love it. And a lot of the producers and the directors are quite, in, quite surprised um, how I move. Because I am 150 kilograms. Uh, and when we have kilogram people will throw a kick and fall over and smash your face. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I, I hold my own. There, there is something mm-hmm. else I, I want to ask you. Uh, just very recently, I was uh, going through Netflix, and I decided, oh, I'm going to watch this. It was Kickboxer Vengeance. It was basically a remake of the uh, 1980, uh, I think it was 1985-1986 classic of uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's Kickboxer. And they, of course, Jean-Claude Van Damme, he plays the instructor in this movie. They picked Dave Batista from the WWE to play the role of Tong Po. And I'm sorry, he did horribly. It sucked. (laughs) Overall, I wanted to ask you, Godfather, given your Muay Thai background, if you were offered that role, how would you have felt? If I was offered a role, it would be an absolute, absolute dream come true. Um, I would obviously have to lose a bit of weight, get my training back in order. Um, and one thing with a fighter, uh, it's, uh, it's muscle memory. So it all comes back in terms of your body. And your body's back intact itself. Back to what it should be. And I tell you what, um, I you, I would, that would be a dream role for me. An absolute <clears throat> dream role. And being a master in Muay Thai um, and going back to Thailand, then it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a, a pilgrimage, an experience of, uh, that I can't explain. Um, and doing that music, man, that would make my, make my day, make my career. Uh, I'll tell you what. And there's not good wrestler. He's, he's actually a pretty good actor, but his Muay Thai sucks. <laughs> and that, uh, yeah. so I take it, uh, did you see that movie I was talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I pretty Gosh. enjoyed it. I pretty enjoyed it. And and, um, and uh, what I liked a lot was uh, that John Crow from Dan was, was now the coach. So it's a nice twist. Personally, I haven't actually watched that movie yet, so, but I think I actually need to. I'd, I'd actually... Uh, it'd be interesting to see Godfather there uh, with his hands wrapped up in uh, hemp rope, dipping his uh, yes. the back of his hands in glass and with that yeah. mean look on his face. <laughs> Yeah, I can I can actually see him doing that too. Um, but the funny thing is, I mean, I can talking about doing stunts and, and and fight scenes. 
I've suffered like six concussions doing doing uh, stunts, doing fight scenes. So I know how he feels. Man, I tell you what, when you take it out to the jaw, it's not a nice feeling. No, I had uh, I had uh, I was filming one movie, and I was filming one one particular scene, and I got my head slammed slammed into a counter at full speed, and my head bounced. Ooh, yeah. You see now, that bulldog. Now, that is the reason why you're supporting the dragon because I think you got some brand damage here. Oh, now you're supporting the dragon. <laughs> Listen, I may have drain bramage, but I, I still have my mind. <laughs> you absolutely, know. man. You're absolutely absolute gem. No. And, and, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just taking, I'm just taking a look out of you, yeah. No, I, I, I know, I know, I know. But um, I'm actually proud of you for doing the, the Mai Tai and the all that good stuff. It's, it's pretty badass, I have to admit. Uh, you wouldn't have your mind... Uh, uh, you lost it a long time ago. That's why you're a part of Outlaw Radio. Remember that. Shit, I'm screwed. I mean, yay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell all the listeners about, about Billy Painter. Um, he's an absolutely amazing man, and he has a lot for, for mixed martial arts uh, listeners. And, um, and he's uh, and he's a brilliant radio host, and he always keeps us entertained. And, uh, and I met him about five or six years ago. Uh, I think of him as a brother. He, he chatting on a, on a daily, not a daily basis, on often. Um, and um, and it's like I've had a brother on the other side. And guys, I need to come visit you. And I'm, I'm planning to come to to, to to the US in uh, December, November next year, 2018, because I'd like to expand my acting career and see what other, what is the scope and what is um, what is available there. And then I'll fly to the UK and uh, I'll meet all uh, our bulldogs and we can correlate some five things ourselves and, uh, and we can do multiple meetings. Actually, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, well, you come to the U.S., that's where Bulldog is now. So, <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually in Dallas, Texas. I, do, do, do not, you live there, okay. And um, I believe Dallas is a beautiful place, man, and they're very beautiful people. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love I love Dallas, but uh, you mentioned beautiful people. You know, then I'm fugly, so you know, I'm 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 a unique case. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yes. You know what? Though I think uh, maybe if I want to get uh, my acting career going, uh, maybe Bulldog and I should just. Uh, we should take a trip uh, to Cape Town. Uh, yeah, Cape Town is the the ideal place. Meet meet the Godfather there and get our rolls. I uh, I would like a ham and cheese roll um, with some pickle. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, what do you? Uh, well, what do you? By the way, speaking of which, uh, what do you? What is it you call those uh, those barbecued uh, like grilled sandwiches down there? Uh, we call them toasted sandwiches. Uh, we call them toasted sandwiches. But there's one South African meal that I would buy for uh, if I ever moved uh, abroad. It's called a bulwark roll. Yeah, a bulwark roll, which is basically a, um, uh, a 
a meat sausage in a, in a roll. And uh, that's a very big Sir in uh, meal. Mm. I mean, uh, uh, now I want one. You know, you know what, you know what though? You make you make your way this way. You got to bring some biltongs. Man, I tell you, biltongs. What is a godsend? If I go to a desert island, okay, all I need is a nice big couch, biltongs, and my television, and and about five chocolates belong around me. Then I'm happy, and then I can die. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna, uh, Billy, have you eaten? Have you eaten both before? I've. Oh, I've. I've just seen the pictures of it because I googled them. It's kind of like a. It looks kind of like a jerky. Uh, a jerky, the better. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Yes, I, yeah, definitely... I wonder. I wonder if I can vacuum pack some, take it some infinity. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. <laughs> sounds sounds delicious, actually. And and some uh, Stoney's <clears throat> ginger beer. Uh, <laughs> you know, the Stoney's. There's a nice advert that a taste of shit. <laughs> 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 uh, so it's it's not quite the reaction yeah. that little boy had in the uh, in the Greek diner. Tell you what, that that little boy had about 120 strips of that ginger beer. After that, I'm sure he blew it on his chest. All right. Well, we better wrap this segment of the show up. Um, Godfather, before we let you go, uh, once again, uh, give yourself a plug. Uh, tell the listeners where they can find you on social media. Um, listeners, uh, first of all, thank you for listening to the show. Um, I must tell you, when I did the, the blended movie with Adam Sander, he gave me the handle, uh, the nickname, The Fat Greek. Nice. So I'm on uh, I'm on uh, Facebook, on Facebook as the Fat Group, as well as on Instagram the Fat Group, P H A T, not F A T, the Fat Group, and um, and then yeah, I have my own uh, and obviously for best casting uh, as best casting on Facebook. We also have a website uh, www. and um, and yes, we we are now in the top ten in South Africa. And uh, this costing me only for number one this time next year. Uh, so guys, please guys, keep up with my, my updates. Keep up with what's going on in the uh, in, in the media industry in South Africa. Quite interesting. And uh, yes, really uh, thank you for having me. Bulldog, my brother, we're going to meet very soon. Oh yeah, it was a pleasure, my friend. Absolutely. Well, uh, Godfather, I really want to wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. I'm going to keep my eyes out on your YouTube because I know you're going to post more commercials and and more scenes, and uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Guys, please, please um, go onto YouTube and dial from a house on Willow Street. I put in there from a house on Willow Street and have a look at the trailer of the movie I was in, and it's shit scary. Make sure you're sitting down with a nappy on for the battle. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> yeah. but, uh, it's always. Thank you, and uh, 
And uh, oh, go ahead, damn delay. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. That's cool. I, I do want to say thank you for having me on the show. It's always an honor to be on this show, and uh, and I wish you the best success in your show. And uh, and Bulldog, I wish you the best success. And um, I just uh, I'm very honored once you to be on the show. Thank you so much. You're very, very welcome, my friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic Gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed. Battle after battle, Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up and let's train. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Better check with Bulldog. Is your Skype working? And I think it did it to him again. I think if he has his mute on for a a specific period of time, it's going to pull this shit on him. So I am going to, of course, redial him back into Oh my goodness. All right. See if should work. <laughs> and that time his signal dropped. <laughs> so what do we do? We try again. Let's see. Waiting for him to come back. Oh, boy. Yep, his signal just just dropped immediately. I don't know why it did that. Try try it again. (laughs) Are we working now? Hello. Um, Is this a pizza slot? (laughs) There we go. Finally. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a... It must be after a... Substantial amount of time. It's like yes. it keeps you. It keeps you muted. So it looks like. Uh, it yeah. Uh, more news uh, to report to. Uh, Phil's teammate Cody won the title at that event there that in Indiana. Awesome. Yes. That, yes. That's my- well, anyway. Hopefully uh, it works when we come back. If not, all I, all I have to do is redial you, Bulldog, because uh, it's time to hit our next music set. What do we got uh, coming up? We got a little bit of country music for you, country music lovers. We actually a song called "Locked and Loaded" there, Bulldog, but it's a country Sounds song. Amelia. Yeah, uh, they're going to be Mickey Lamantia. He's going to be followed by Dollskin. We we love doll skin. Yes, we do. 
And since we had a South African on the show, it's only appropriate to have a South African artist. We got Jack Perrow and Francois Von Koch coming up, followed by a little bit more country from Muzzy Braun. And also uh, a band that uh, I brought you familiar with earlier today out of Canada. They're called Motion Device. And I know you were impressed. Yep. I, I like that band. They are Bringing awesome. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and hit our first music set. When we come back, we got news of the weird. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. We'll be back after this. Who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio with Chris Master, Derek Stark, and Bad Billy. Well, we are known as proper gentlemen because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fans. Oh, 
about Stacy's Taco. Stacy Rio's Taco. Try it today. Everyone's on the diet. The new Stacy's Taco diet that tastes great and has zero calories. Who here has tried Stacy's Taco? I was never a big taco eater until I tried Stacy's Taco. Stacy's Taco tastes great and has zero calories. I lost 25 pounds trying Stacy's Taco. Stacy's Taco will keep you coming back for more. Stacy Rio's Taco. Try it today. Niet goed 
een fucking koon en van die fucking microfoon Laat prikken, kool ze fucking melken en let die te roem Jack Parrow bro, ik fucking rap Sky Electrics Los die John na terras, my call fucking titflix Yo Jack Parrow bro, fucking frisher than zef Rap so cock nice, I fucking fresh in your breath Yo fucking Parrow bro, die fucking rofster is hier So stop het plezier in ons kop, stop op in je skier Jack Parrow bro, die fucking beet roos en brais Baby, I got my your fucking steaks up your grill like
with Jesse James. Man, that would have been great. Robbing trains, stealing loot. That's what I would have done. Grabbing saloon gals right by the bar and shooting my six gun. But I'm sitting here just drinking beer, drawing dirty looks. I'm sitting here just spitting snoots and reading the Zane Gray books. Well, I'd have had me the fastest horse beside a Mexico. Yeah, me and her would have run like the wind Bring down to Jackson Hole Where we'd rob a bank Shoot up the town And down the trail we'd flee Ride like the devil for that hole in the wall With a posse after me But I'm still sitting here just drinking there Drawing dirty looks I'm sitting here just spitting snoots and reading the same gray book. When I'm gone, passed away, could I make one request? When I come back dressed, me and black and pussy back in the wild, wild west. Anywhere I can ride, rob, shoot and loose, run with the best of the crooks. So maybe someday in a, another time I could be in one of Zane Gray's books. But I'm sitting here just drinking beer, drawing dirty looks. I'm sitting here just spitting snoots and reading the same gray book.
now a prestigious position in radio broadcasting can be yours with help from American Broadcasting School. There are a lot of career possibilities out there. Why just dream it? And you can become a radio disc jockey, sportscaster, newscaster, or production director. American Broadcasting School, one of the best-known, nationally accredited broadcasting institutions of its kind, can teach you the skills to succeed. Best of all, you'll train from your home computer. Go live on your own internet radio station as instructors evaluate your on-air assignments. You'll receive all the instructional materials and software to get you started. Train from home, learn from home. It's that convenient. Plus, American Broadcasting School offers job placement assistance so you can land the broadcasting career you deserve. ABS has helped thousands of graduates break into the field, and you're next. American Broadcasting School is the nation's number one way of entering broadcasting. Call 888-677-5227 or visit online at radioschoolonline.com. He took an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States of America. By some, he's been called controversial. He is the free American, Clay Douglas. Now, keep in mind that some of my guests have been approached by Homeland Security or FBI saying, why are you going on the Clay Douglas show? My message to those guys up there listening this morning is, good morning. Go get a cup of coffee. Maybe you'll learn something. Yeah, sit down. I've always invited you. I hope you come into my lecture, man. Now, you know, we, we both took the same oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic. I don't recall there being an expiration date on that. Catch the Free American weekday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. For the podcast and more details, go to freeamerican.com. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. I've been told that black women aren't supposed to support the Second Amendment. I've been told I shouldn't want to be able to protect myself. I shouldn't teach my fellow students about their rights. And I shouldn't speak my mind. Thank God I didn't listen. To all of those who have called me a sellout, an Uncle Tom, or a pawn for someone else, here's what should scare you. I never changed my beliefs. I woke up and realized that you don't represent them. You don't speak for me and you don't think for me. I am not the victim you need me to be. And I'm talking to more women like me every single day. I'm the National Rifle Association of America and I'm freedom's safest place. Fillmore Voicemail allows people to engage in social networking through the exchange of voice messages without the need of utilizing a computer. For just $4.95 a month, get an announcement-only voicemail box with a Chicago, Illinois, USA phone number. Rewind, fast-forward, and volume controls during message playback. The ability to record 90-minute announcements by phone and access to a members-only website to upload audio from your computer directly to your box. For $12.95 a month, you'll get everything an announcement-only box comes with, plus message sending and receiving, instant messages, and many other social networking features. For $10 more per month, your box can have a nine-option tree-structured menu. For more information or to get your very own Fillmore voicemail box, call toll-free 1-866-4-GET-VMB. That's 1-866-443-8862. Or visit FillmoreVoicemail.com. Fillmore Voicemail, a service of Fillmore Productions. Oh, fuck yourself. 
you're listening to Outlaw Radio with Chris Master, Eric Stark, and Bad Billy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio. The songs you just heard, a piece of rock and roll by Motion Device before that. Born 100 Years Too Late by Muzzy Braun. Then before that, Hard Parteki Howl by Jack Perrow and Francois Von Koch. Prior to that, you heard Family of Strangers by Dollskin. And kicking off the music set was Locked and Loaded by Mickey LaMantia. Do you like that song, Bulldog? I I, I do like that song. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, real quick, we're going to get to uh, news of the weird just a minute. That's about a, uh, 20 minutes of that. But before we do, Chris actually uh, sent me a message. He is at the Don McLean concert, and uh, he wanted me to play this clip here. So let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's the same clip that he posted uh, live uh, up on his uh, Facebook page. Let's have a, have a look here. Yeah, it looks like if you go to his Facebook page, it looks like he's having a good time. Uh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't look like uh, his stream is working, though. I think everybody's having technical issues today. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Well, yeah, because all I all I heard him say was "damn light." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got some good stories. I think it's time for news of the weird. What do you think? I think we should do news of the weird. All right, and this time, no stories out of the UK that I can remember. <laughs> there was one. Oh yeah, I'll, I have to I have to listen again. So, and by the way, also Slim Jim was sitting in with us on this one too, and it's it's always fun to have Slim Jim around. So, uh, he's he's awesome. Yes. All right, here we go. Welcome back to Outlaw Radio, right here on whatever station you're listening on. I am one of your hosts, Chris Master. I am absent from the studio this week because I am. Uh, Torturing away in uh, watching Don McLean perform in concert. I know I'm being tortured through it, so please send condolences. Um, not really. But um, anyways, I, I should not let you guys down. I am here for another edition of, well, how about we just let the jingle say to Phillies. Billy, are you ready? I'm ready. This is Outlaw Radio, News of the Weird. All right, well, <clears throat> from the Outlaw Radio newsroom, I am Joe Mama. 
And once again, you're revealing to the world that you have a pussy. Uh, well, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> I am your mama. Not really. Okay. All right. <laughs> and it was a scene you need, K-N-E-A-D, to see to believe. A dump truck carrying dough spilled its contents on a Washington interstate Monday after authorities said the heat caused the dough to rise. State Trooper Brooke Bova tweeted with a photo of the accident saying, when you think you've seen it all, dough, the heat is making it rise. Bova easily appeared to have a ball while sharing photos and a video of the gloves of the white stuff dripping out of a plastic bag and onto the ground in Tacoma. I'm echoing somewhere. Or I was. Okay. Ah, don't worry about it. All right. She captioned one photo. Holy grain, Batman. It's messy, but it's not a hazard. I'm on a roll. In another tweet, she shared a photo of herself and another woman posing in front of the growing dough. She wrote, because when you see something fun in this job, you take a selfie and document it. Hashtag the great dough rising. Social media users, including Washington State's Department of Transportation, joined in on the fun and offered up their best dough puns, which uh, you can take a look at it on our um, Outlaw Radio Twitter. Boba later updated that the scene had been cleaned up. Yeah, new new episode of the Blob. Yeah, when when they when they mentioned um, that it was. Um, dri- uh, Globs of the white stuff dripping out of a plastic bag and onto the ground. I was not thinking of dough. Oh, uh, what were you thinking? Were you thinking it was coming out of somebody's penis? You sick fuck! <laughs> the way they, the way they worded it, was implying was. I mean, if you just read that little bit there and not the entire article. There'd be some sick-minded person thinking that. They're <laughs> probably ready to use it in some kind of context. <laughs> I, think, I think it's safe to say the Pillsbury Doughboy would have a field day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> oh, man. Well... It's a concept that is both pennywise and pound foolish. A motel in the middle of nowhere dedicated to clowns and all their creepy glory. And if you hate clowns, now would be a good time to step away. The aptly named Clown Motel is located in Tonopah, Nevada, and has a reputation as the scariest motel in America. No surprise. Maybe it's because many of the rooms feature clown dolls dangling over the bed. Just the perfect vision for you when you wake up in the middle of the night in a strange motel room. The rooms at Clown Motel are dirt cheap. Less than $50 a night. As a matter of fact, it's $39.50 per night. But the real price you'll pay comes when you check into your room and see a clown doll looming over you. Some visitors have been so creeped out by that vision of loveliness 
that they've covered the clowns with towels to avoid nightmares, according to Las, a- Las Vegas station KLAS. Owner Bob Perchetti opened the motel 22 years ago after retiring from a job in the tourism industry. His late business partner had a clown collection, but Perchetti had the dream. Perchetti told the station, I love clowns. I've never had a problem with clowns. He had a house full of clowns, and he decided to bring the clowns up and put them to work. But now Perchetti is tired of clowning around and looking to sell the motel to the first person who can scare up $900,000. He said, I'm going to go fishing. I want to go enjoy myself and probably go to the whorehouse in Las Vegas. I'm going to do a little camping with the grandkids as well. There's a catch, though, to buying this hotel. Whoever buys the property must keep the clowns. You know, somewhere along the line, clown, I think it had to have been in the mid-70s, clowns just went completely wrong. They were, they were no longer the comical figures you'd see at the circus. Thank you very much, John Wayne Gacy. May you rot in piss, you piece of shit. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. Clowns have become very, very scary and very, very iconic scary. Yes, I mean, I, I mean, from the from John Wayne Gacy to uh, movies like Killer Clowns from Outer Space and Ghost House to that big scare they had last year around Halloween. <laughs> You know, and it was like, um, you know, the, um, I mean, I can never watch, uh, uh, see a clown after seeing Chucky. Oh yeah. Chucky. Uh, or I I mean, Bozo tried, Bozo the clown tried to, you know, make clowns good again, but there, but once you read about John Wayne Gacy and see Chucky, it, I mean, it just there's no amount of bozo that can um, that can make it good again. And then, of course, uh, <laughs> actually, for, from a few people that have uh, a severe clown fear. <laughs> and and how about uh, you know I mentioned Killer Clowns from Outer Space, a B movie from 1988. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's another thing that did it too. I wonder if they ever parodied that on Mystery Science Theater 3000. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, let me wait. What was the name of the um, kill, killer was, killer clowns from outer space? Clowns spelled with a K. Killer clowns. Um, let's see. I'm just gonna put killer. The killer shrews. Okay, no. Nothing. They have not parodied that yet. Okay. Perchetti uh, said even after he sells, he promises to come back and visit the clowns, which the AV Club points out could either be a promise or a threat. Um, you know, I would have just gotten rid of the clowns after I bought it because, I mean, hey, if I buy it, it's going to be mine. So, like, I should be able to do whatever the hell I want to with it. Damn right. I mean, if you want to go in there and take a big fat shit on the floor, you can. It's your property. Gee, <laughs> Jim, where did I where did I hear that? Hmm, uh, on ground zero. Yeah. <laughs> or make it or make it into a whorehouse and make all the whores be clowns. Oh God. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you big clowny whore, you. God, you, you imagine. If I want to take a shit right in the middle of my living room, I can sit right down and take a big old shit, and no one can do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But if um, anyone else comes into my room and takes a big old shit, I can kick them right out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh. gosh. Well, moving on, um, I was going to mention this story, but um, we could just post it on Twitter, uh, and y'all can look for it at it yourself. But we're going to move on past the Trump story to this one, where a Los Angeles man was arrested Tuesday after federal prosecutors said he arranged to smuggle into the United States three live, yes, live, Highly venomous king cobra snakes hidden in potato chip canisters. Damn. What? (laughs) Rodrigo Franco, age 34, was charged with illegally importing merchandise into the country in connection with a parcel from Hong Kong that was intercepted by by U.S. Customs and Border Protection agents on March 2nd, containing the two-foot-long snakes concealed inside the canisters. Three albino Chinese soft-shell turtles were also found in the package. Prosecutors said, adding that Franco on that same day mailed a box to Hong Kong with six protected turtles inside. According to a criminal complaint filed in the case, Franco admitted during an interview with authorities that he had previously received a total of 20 king cobras in two prior shipments, but that all of those snakes had died in transit. He faces a maximum of 20 years in prison if convicted, although federal sentencing guidelines typically call for less time behind bars. According to the National Geographic website, the King Cobra, also known as uh, some big word that I'm not going to try pronouncing, is the longest venomous snake reaching up to 18 feet in length. When confronted, King Cobras can raise up to one-third of their bodies off the ground, Blur out their hoods and emit a bone chilling hiss before attacking. <laughs> hey Biff, meet my pet snake Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> Once you uh, pop, you can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I I am looking at these snake at the at, there's two pictures of the snakes and I am looking at one that's still that was still curled up in the potato uh, chip package container, and I'm like, how in the hell did whoever sent these get the snakes inside the containers? Lots of lube. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they. I got it. I got to see this. I got to see this. I mean, it is. Now, there is a video that will start playing there, but I am like, what in the hell? I mean, I. A modern I mean, person. <laughs> yeah, that's a video. All, all I can say is uh, I, I. I mean, I, I wonder what Pete is going to say about this now. Oh, God, since they're after people just for going fishing, I'm sure they're going to have a lot to say. 
Oh yeah, yeah that though yeah that bought that uh, story last week. Man, that was I mean, and now this it's like <sighs> I like the way that's worded though. Say you want some chips, it's time for a snack. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and. <clears throat> Moving on, um, now, this this humble pie was seriously unappetizing. The mayor of Mont-de-Marsan in southwestern France has been filmed chowing down on a rodent as a consequence of losing a bet on a soccer match. In, Mar- <laughs> in March, Charles Deyot was so sure that French side Paris Saint Germain or Germain or whatever would beat Spain's Barcelona to reach the quarterfinals of the UEFA Champions League competition that he jokingly vowed to eat a rat if he was wrong. Deyot's confidence came from the French team's 4-0 drubbing of its rivals in the first of its two games. However, his favorite side ended up losing the return encounter 6-1 and was eliminated from the competition. On Sunday, Deo finally made good on his promise by tucking in a koi poo stew at a local festival. The koi poo, also known as a nutria, is a large rodent that can actually be much bigger than a rat. With a Paris Saint-Germain jersey as a bib and a Barcelona shirt mockingly Placed alongside him on the table, J.O. devoured the dish as crowds of locals cheered and recorded him on their cell phones. The koi poo's tail appears to be laid out separately on a plate. He described the semi-aquatic rodent as tasting a bit like rabbit, so maybe it wasn't that bad. But don't expect A.O. to make any similar wagers in the near future. He said per the local, I'm never making a bet again. I don't blame you one bit. I, it's uh, I'm having to do everything possible right now to keep from barfing up the Chick-fil-A I had for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some disgusting shit, but that's getting on up there. Uh, yeah, and the funny thing is, koi poo are very, very, uh, they're rare now, and they're actually protected in some countries, including England. And uh, my dad actually has tried koi poo. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucked up, I know, and I'm <laughs> like, ew. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, all right. Is anybody here scared of spiders? Nope. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, you have a your you have my permission to call me an ass after this one. <clears throat> it takes a special kind of journalist not to not get bugged by a large spider crawling along her shoulder during the live broadcast. KDFW. Reporter Shannon Murray showed she had the right stuff on Wednesday when the spider developed a liking for her bare left arm while she was rep- while she was 
at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. Yes, Murray made no mention of the spider beside her on the air, but viewers took notice and pointed out the creepy crawler to the station via social media. The station later posted its video of the spider scene on the web, where it has been viewed more than 300,000 times. Murray admitted she did feel something. For those asking, yes, I felt it, but I had no idea it was a spider until a viewer let me know on Facebook. Most viewers were impressed by Murray's grace under spider. Her unrattled performance was a contrast to the reaction San Diego, California weatherman Brad Willis had to a flying bug back in September 2015. And if you want to see that video, uh, you can uh, just click the link on our Outlaw Radio Twitter, and it'll take you right to that story where you can look at the two videos. One of the woman reporter, cool, and one of the guy freaking out. Uh, now, um, what what do you guys uh, think of? When you see a peacock, uh, just another bird, just got large, colorful feathers. NBC. Territorial. <laughs> 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 which I used to work for, um, well, a local NBC. But uh, riding the New York subway, city subway, is always an adventure. But sometimes the things you encounter are a bit more colorful than others. And one particularly egregious example of, I'm sorry, what the fuck is that? A man was spotted carrying a literal peacock whilst traveling. Yes, now there's a lot to say here. For one, how is this peacock so chill? Additionally, how is everyone around the peacock so blasé? Who among us would not want to ogle that peacock in all of its subway riding glory? What's even more incredible about the situation is that the New York City Transportation Subway account chimed in and asked that the reporter who tweeted the photo provide more information. Said, if possible, can you please provide more details about this incident? Uh, incident? Uh, MTA, you have a lot of other things to worry about than dope as hell peacocks on the subway. Follow Twitter users chimed in to say that no one should snitch on the peacock and claim the peacock did indeed have its own Metro card. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, there is a twist to this, to this story that many were not expecting. Apparently, the man holding this intrepid peacock is Reed Watson, who refers to himself as the MTA peacock guy and is known as Bar Freddy's on Reddit. And he noted that the peacock is just not any peacock. It's a mascot. A taxidermied mascot. So, yeah, that's not a live peacock, y'all. He wrote in a Reddit post, It's the mascot of a bar I run in Tribeca called Weather Up. The owner, Catherine, is the blonde woman to write of me. She's the owner of the peacock. It's also stuffed. Come to the bar for a beer. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Well, my question is, what's it stuffed with? Does uh, it stuff it? I guess it's stuffed with all the crappy NBC shows that didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week. Thank you. Uh, 
Chris Master Radio on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> we still thoroughly appreciate the stuff Peacock riding the subway. We can only hope to encounter a real one riding the rails someday soon. It's and it's happened before. Perhaps it can be. It can happen again. All right. Uh, and finally, um, you know, it's been a few weeks since we had a good toilet story or poop story. Oh, here we, we go. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to, strain, to tell what stranger, Victor Wines Museum of Curiosities or Victor Wines himself. The London-based wine is a character straight out of a creepy black and white movie. His museum is just as bizarre. From everything from featuring everything from animal skulls and McDonald's Happy Meal toys to condoms confiscated from a hotel room where the Rolling Stones slept. Wine told Barcroft <laughs> Wine told Barcroft TV, I think I'm probably rather bored and depressed, so anything that makes my eyes sparkle and wakes me up and distracts me from the inanity of life gives me joy. The feces de resistance in Wynn's Museum is probably the jar that supposedly contains the late pop singer Amy Winehouse's poop. Okay. What? Okay. All right. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yes, a jar. Yes, there is a jar of Amy Winehouse's poop. Uh, wow. Wind. Yeah. Wind ever the entrepreneur charges an additional fee to customers who want to whiff. You say it was a jar of Amy Winehouse's poop. They told me to flush the toilet, and I said, no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wind opened the museum as an artistic prank in 2009. Wind said in the beginning it was meant to be a bogus curiosity shop, an attack on, shop, on shops from one who hates shops and shopping. Stuffed with incredibly useless and revolting things, staffed by actors who would perform a script on unsuspecting customers. The joke, however, turned out to be on wine. The museum attracts as many as 500 paying customers a week. He said there are customers who come down, take one look, and leave quite often in a hurry. But we do get the customers who come here and realize this place has been built for them, and this is their home, and they feel happy here. And, of course, he must be making a killing on uh, people who want to take a whiff of the poop. Oh, God. And that is the poop, the whole poop, and nothing but the poop. That's been News of the Week. (laughs) (laughs) And I must say that last story was rather shitty. What do you think? It was extremely shitty. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Why is it the weird ones always come from England? I don't know. Don't answer that question. <laughs> hey, you know what though? There, there was a movie, and and here we go, going back to Australia. <laughs> but uh, in the early '90s, there was a movie with Tom Selleck. It was a western, actually. If you know what I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, Quigley Down Under, and there was a there was a phrase in that movie because. Uh, you remember when uh, the British soldiers approach the wagon when they're on the, on their way at the beginning to that guy's property? Yes. Yeah, Tom Selleck uh, said, uh, the British soldiers said something about misfits, and uh, Tom Selleck said, in my country, we, we ran the misfits out and sent them back to England. 
Ooh, yes. Which is a very good movie, by the way. Oh, it is. It is, most definitely. Yes, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Me too. Yeah. I don't think Tom Selleck has ever done a bad movie. No, no, not Magnum P.I., uh, the World War II movie where he played uh, President Eisenhower. He did great. Yeah. Yeah. Which is true. All right. Well, we've come to that time of the show where it's time to call it a night. I want to thank you very much for tuning in. A big shout-out to Brendan Nickel of Faded Leroy and the godfather, Dimitri Bolanis. Thank you very much for joining the show. Next week, we've got a good one. We've got a good one. Yes, indeed. Hopefully, Derek's going to be back for this one because uh, he's not going to want to miss this one. Waking the Sleeper. Ooh. Yes. Just just remember one thing. Wake him very carefully. But uh, you're familiar a little bit with that band. And yes. I, I'm sure you're awesome. I've actually... Uh, oh, I've had a few conversations with their lead singer. And uh, she's a very interesting person, so I'm looking forward to this one. Nice. Yes. So for those of you listening on the No Holds Barred radio network, tune in tomorrow morning. It's actually going to be an hour earlier for the Locked and Loaded radio show. An hour early? Wow. Because yeah. uh, I have some, I have some uh, plans for tomorrow, so I've got to run it an hour early. Sweet. And that is going to be followed by, of course, the uh, cranked up country. Yeah. See, that's that's a good combination. Locked and loaded and cranked up country. Yes. Yeah. So... Anyway, and uh, I should be back. I was trying to log on to uh, Asgard this morning, and I didn't realize that uh, Damien's Den was on, so I couldn't run the Indie Asylum, and I had that show all ready. But, uh, so I may uh, run it uh, later in the week or so, and, uh, of course, we will be back right here on uh, Outlaw Radio next week. Uh Depending on what station you're listening, of course, we're live on the No Holds Barred Radio Network and Raw Talk Online. And real quick, uh, you're you're doing really well. Your uh, your syndicated show, Locked and Loaded Radio, is being picked up everywhere. It really is. Right now, we are up to seven. Yes. Yeah. Including right here, uh, those listening live, uh, Raw Talk Online, it's, com- it's coming here. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's going to be, it's everywhere right now. And uh, it's it's amazing. And I've had some, and, and here's the thing, just real quick. I've had some amazing people in my life that has given me nothing but love um, and support. And Billy, you are one of them. I appreciate you know, it. I, you know, you've been a big mean, help on the show uh, when the when the guys couldn't make it. So, yeah, because we're family. That's what family does. That's right. So, 
By the way, uh, remember last year, was, uh, a year ago, around that this time, we interviewed Jake Grothhouse out of Boise, Idaho, and he told us he was working on some new projects. Well, he just completed that project. He's in a band now called The Conglomerate. And nice. uh, I'm going to end the show with, uh, with a song from The Conglomerate. It's called Under the Grave. So, I like that. Yes. So thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Take care. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's where you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to go piss up a rope. We give our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? Oh, boy.
intros and promos, the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too, no matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narration for presentation, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. How to advertise effectively on the radio. First, get their attention. Hi! Next, mention the product's name. Cabot Sharp Cheddar! Use repetition. Cabot Sharp Cheddar! Cabot Sharp Cheddar! Cabot Sharp Cheddar! Sound believable. Oh, Cabot Sharp Cheddar! Cabot Sharp Cheddar! Cabot Sharp Cheddar! Or use in a catchy jingle. Cabot Sharp Cheddar! La 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 la! Throw in a subliminal message. Bye! Sexy. Cabot! Sexy. Sharp! Naked cow. Cheddar! Indoor bowls. Or a testimonial. I like Cabot Sharp Cheddar because. No, that's like. I like. Give me all these years I've been saying like Tell them where they can buy it. Your grocer's dairy section. Where you buy cheese. Followed by the phone number. Not applicable. Insert a sound effect for emphasis. Wow, that Cabot Cheddar is wicked sharp. And if all fails, bribe the listening audience. <laughs> buy Cabot Sharp Cheddar and win a billion dollars. With a disclaimer. Not available in all areas. So when you put it all together, people will know if you like extra sharp cheddar, you'll love Cabot All Natural Sharp Cheddar. Screw this fucking shit. We're not posh and pompous. We're locked and loaded. The Locked and Loaded Radio Show with the Bulldog, Scott Rumsey. Enjoy the best in rock music, metal, and classic rock, along with interviews and sizzling hot talk. It's raw. It's unfiltered. It's certifiably apeshit fucking crazy. Like the Locked and Loaded Radio Show on Facebook at facebook.com slash locked and loaded radio show. And follow the show on Twitter at L-A-L-R-S-007. I'm locked and loaded. The Locked and Loaded Radio Show. On internet radio devices every fucking where. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 773-572-7878. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Here I am, sitting on a porch, writing another song about Waylon Willie, David Allen Cole. You can't go wrong. Such great outlaw boys just like me. Man, can't you see? Because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song. 
with old George. We be strumming on the cold hard truth and he stopped loving her today. And I love to play. About Waylon and Willie, David Allen Cole, Man in Black and the Possum, George Jones. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.